Welcome back, Joyfield Eater. Today, we are diving into the next part of our general nutrition series all August long, and we are specifically going to talk today about how to eat healthy on a budget. I'm about to share with you six of my favorite ways to reduce your grocery budget while avoiding sacrificing nutrition. Because what I see so often is people tell me on a regular basis, especially in sessions or presentations, Brittany, I I just feel like I'm breaking the bank every time I try to quote unquote eat healthy. Um, if I want to eat nutritious food, it's all the most expensive ingredients. And what happens when you have that belief is one of two things. You're either number one, you're going to end up overspending on groceries. Or number two, you're going to end up lacking adequate nutritional benefit. You're going to lack some specific intake of things like vitamins, minerals, fiber, because you think that the foods that are the most nutritious are going to cost you the most. So I really want to help you overcome that today because you, the truth is you really do not have to break the bank. You don't have to drive up your monthly grocery budget or spend hours and hours meal prepping in order to improve the nutritional quality of your meals. So let's dive on in to the six different tips that I have for you today on this quick hit episode to help you improve your nutrition while also keeping a little money in your pocket. The first one is I want you to learn how to shop your kitchen first. This is huge because it's going to help you reduce food waste. Now, I do not have the statistic on this. I'm sure it varies family to family, but it is absolutely insane how much money we spend as a, as a country, as a society, when we throw food away. Um, I don't know if you are like me, but every once in a while, I will end up with something like some kale or some spinach or some sort of greens that end up like in the back of my fridge two weeks later after I have done, you know, like a a produce run. And then you start having that funky smell or you get ready to pull something out and you go, oh my gosh, I forgot this was even back here. And we end up throwing all these foods away. And so I think that is one reason why so many people think it is really expensive because they think, oh, I've got to buy all this fresh produce and then I have to eat it quickly so it doesn't go bad. Or you buy it and then you put it somewhere and it's maybe it's not prepped or washed and you just go, oh, it's going to take too long. I'll do that tomorrow. And so we end up, what, throwing it out. So the first thing you want to do in order to help reduce food waste by shopping your kitchen is you want to inventory. Okay, you're going to want to inventory the three main areas of your food storage in your kitchen. So the freezer, the fridge and the pantry. Now, you want to do this because you want to see what items do you have on hand already that can be used to make meals and snacks throughout the week. You want to absolutely be sure to check the dates as you're doing this inventory and make sure that any items that look like they are about to go bad, they're about to spoil, move those to the front. Okay, so to the front of your freezer, the front of your fridge, the front of your pantry, so that you know those are the things you want to grab first. Now, we learned this. This was drilled into my head over and over again um, in a lot of my labs and classes, um, even as an undergraduate nutrition student, because there's this acronym that is FIFO or FIFO, and it stands for first in, first out. So what that means is when you go to buy new groceries, the first things that go in your fridge, you typically want those to kind of rotate out and stay towards the front. So as you put new groceries in your fridge, you want to put them towards the back so that the items that have been in there the longest or the oldest 
are the first ones at the beginning when you open it up, right? So like think about when you buy yogurt, right? If you buy some little individual containers of yogurt, I'm using this example because we do this on a weekly basis. You buy some little individual containers of yogurt and as you're putting them away, you just typically, maybe you grab them and you just stick them into the drawer, right? You push them back and you kind of just make your little stacks. But if you do that, you're pushing the items with the earliest expiration dates to the back of the fridge. So typically you're going to get to them last. You might get to them after they've expired. So instead of doing that, you want to take the however many yogurts you've got left. Let's say I've got three left in my fridge. I'm going to slide them to the side or take them out, put all my new yogurts in, and then put those three in the very front. Okay. So things like using this FIFO method can be really super helpful. Now in my nourishing menus workshop, I actually walk you through my super simple step-by-step process to inventorying your kitchen and helping you to use what you have on hand to plan really nutrient packed meals at home. We also use this process to help you make your grocery list. And we do all of this in such a way that you can repeat this process and it should take you less than an hour every single week. Not only does this help you save money and throw out less food, but you're going to end up spending less money at the grocery store because you're not going to be, you know, you're going to know what you have on hand. So you're not going to buy double of something you've already got in stock, or you're going to be able to plan your menus around what you already have. So you can buy complimentary foods and ingredients to go with things that you already have. This is one of my first and favorite ways to save money while improving my nutrition. Now, I'm going to pause one second because I mentioned the Nourishing Menus Workshop. And if you're not familiar with this, this is a like three hour masterclass style workshop that you can grab for just $97 on my website. This is something that I ran live for a group of mine a while back, and it was so popular. We had so many questions about it that I made it available to you. And I specifically want to make sure that you can get your hands on it this month because we are very likely going to be taking it down. So the Nourishing Minis Workshop is my masterclass style, half less than half day event. And you don't have to watch it all at one time, but it comes with this long, comprehensive workbook that you can use to walk you through all kinds of different steps from creating your menu to learning how to infuse gentle nutrition strategies into that to inventorying your kitchen and planning your grocery trip and simple meal prep strategies and no no recipe needed menu ideas. So it has all kinds of phenomenal information. I'll tell you about it more as we go throughout this series, but If you check the link in the show notes, you can absolutely go and grab that workshop. Super easy, and it is a really valuable resource for you. So be sure to find that link for the Nourishing Menus workshop in the show notes. All right, so that was our first tip. First of six, shop your kitchen first in order to reduce food waste. Tip number two, check your local grocery store for sale ads and coupons before shopping. Okay. One of our grocery stores, I'm so sad they don't do this. They just finished doing it, but a lot of grocery stores still do is they, they produce their ads every week. Right. And this grocery store that I love used to have double ad Wednesdays. So their ad each week would go Wednesday to Wednesday, meaning the ad from last week and the week coming would both overlap on Wednesday. So you would get twice as many sales. Now they still have their weekly ads, but a lot of people don't realize that your grocery store may have that. So larger chains, sometimes like Walmart will not have these, but grocery stores like um, Publix, Winn-Dixie, Sprouts, 
so many different places. Um, check the ones that you have locally will have these weekly sale ads. Now, I'm going to give a disclaimer here. Just because something is in the sale ad does not mean it's necessarily a great price. But the more you get in the habit of flipping through them, the more you are going to start recognizing consistent patterns and be able to tell, is this a good price or is it not? The other thing that you can do is sometimes in the ad, but more often than not, either in the store or online, you can find specific coupons for that store. So if you go online, um, like you can oftentimes just create a simple free email account with your address at that store and they'll have digital coupons you can clip. And so you essentially add your email, sometimes your phone number. And when you get to the checkout, you enter your phone number and they will automatically apply the clip, the coupons that you have clipped to your account. So you essentially get to look through the ad online and say, clip this coupon, clip this one. I want this one. You don't even have to take them with you to the store. It is a fantastic way to save a few dollars the next time you grocery shop. There are also coupons that you can get that are um, manufacturer specific. So like, for example, um, we use a fair amount of coffee creamer. So I might find an in-store coupon that says, hey, you get 50 cents off of your coffee mate. But they could also have some coupons made from Coffee Mate that aren't specific to the store that I can either find in store or clip from a magazine or online, take it in, and they're good at any store that carries that item. So those are two different kinds of coupons that you can get to reduce your grocery bill. All right, let's go on to tip number three. Please stop avoiding the aisles. <laughs> Okay, there's this huge lie and misconception, I don't know where it started, that you have to shop the perimeter of the grocery store for the quote unquote healthiest foods, okay? But there are so many um, shelf-stable canned packaged foods that can give you a ton of nutritional bang for your buck. And oftentimes they're gonna be less expensive, not because they're necessarily less nutritional, but because since they're shelf-stable, they have a longer shelf life, which means that usually the, the shipping, the packing, the transportation, a lot of those costs go down because they're not necessarily having to ship it as often or they're able to order them in bulk. So like the grocery store might order a few pallets of some type of um, like, let's say canned beans, and they don't have to order as frequently. And usually when you order in bulk, you save some money. So think about things just like I said, like canned or dried beans packed with things like protein, fiber, lots of specific minerals, things like packets of cooked tuna or salmon or chicken. Those little pouches or cans of those can be really fantastic sources of protein. Um, different types of grains and starches. So things like rice, quinoa, peas, um, tortillas, different types of breads, there are so many nutrients that if you skip out on these types of foods, especially if you have no, there's no medical necessity for skipping out on any of them, that you could be saving so much money and get so much nutritional bang for your buck. And like I said, these types of foods do last longer than fresh items, which often means going back to tip number one, you're typically going to um, throw away less of them or have less food waste. Plus, there are a lot of those things, even that are kind of semi-perishable still, like bread, that you can store in your freezer. We typically buy a couple of loaves of bread at a time, put them directly in the freezer, and then leave one loaf out, you know, as we eat it. That way it lasts longer. And 
bonus tip here, the texture is way better than if you were to um, put your bread in the fridge because yes, even though the fridge can also help hold your bread fresh longer, it makes it stale. Okay, that doesn't mean it's not edible. It just means it changes the texture. It is not as enjoyable. But if you leave it in the freezer, as soon as you take it out to thaw, it doesn't have that stale texture. It just goes right back to that soft, fluffy, however it started. So bonus tip there. All right, so let's do a quick revamp of our, or quick reminder of our first three tips so far to help you save money at the grocery store while also improving your nutrition. Number one, shop your kitchen first in order to reduce food waste. Number two, check your local grocery store ads and coupons, in-store coupons, before you go into the store. And number three, don't avoid the aisles. All right, let's move on. Tip number four, choose in-season produce whenever you're going for the fresh options, okay? Bonus, kind of bonus tip here, um, when you choose frozen and frozen fruits and vegetables, these are still a fantastic option because they are picked at their peak and then flash frozen. So I'm not going to go into any more on that today, but when it comes to things like fresh produce, the in-season items, so things that like think about apples are super abundant, especially in the fall. You've got summer produce, things like strawberries and blueberries and raspberries. There's even things like citrus that are pretty, um, uh, common and everything like in the winter, in the colder months. So when you start recognizing what fruit is grown in different seasons, those are typically going to be less expensive because oftentimes they're, the shipping is not going to have to travel as far because they're more widely available. So there's more places growing them. They're not having to be in some remote place that has a, a specific type of climate or greenhouse or whatever it might be. So usually that is less expensive. Um, and, and like I said, if you are going to buy, there's nothing wrong whatsoever with frozen produce. Okay. It is peaked at it. It is picked at its peak ripeness and flash frozen so that it maintains its nutritional value. And if you guys want an extra bonus resource, um, I have created a better nutrition on a budget guide, and it includes a list of freezer staples that I always keep on hand as a dietitian, including some pre-made frozen entrees. Okay, you may be sitting here thinking, Brittany, why why the pre-made stuff? I'm not going to go into that today. You'll find more about that in the Better Nutrition on a Budget guide, um, as well as the Nourishing Menus workshop. But this guide is so extremely helpful. I want you guys to go grab it right now. I'll tell you, actually, I'll tell you how you can grab it at the end of this episode, absolutely for free. Um, it goes along with everything we're talking about, plus it has tons and tons of bonus money-saving tips. So this is a guide that I put together that specifically speaks to this concept of how to eat healthy on a budget. So you guys can go grab that. You can find the link in the show notes or I'll give you some more information about it at the end of the episode. All right. So that was tip number four. Um, choose in-season produce when you're going for fresh. Tip number five, make some meatless meals. You do not have to be a vegetarian to enjoy a hearty, satisfying meal that doesn't have meat. I, for some reason, most recently have not really been wanting meat as much. I've had a lot of other protein-containing foods that have just sounded more appealing. So like I, I love Mexican food. We have made things like refried beans and black beans and other type of beans a lot recently. 
You can also get really high quality protein from things like dairy and eggs. Um, you can also get protein fortified pastas and grains. So oftentimes you can find grains that are, or breads or pastas made from things like peas or um, lentils, chickpeas, garbanzo beans, those types of things. Bone broth is another really fantastic source. So it's kind of like um, if you were just to go buy like chicken stock, that is one sort of, I'm just going to, for simplicity's sake here, if you don't do a lot of cooking, um, it's, it's like a chicken flavored liquid, okay, that you would, that would, you would use to like make soups or cook your pasta in or rice or something like that just for some extra flavor. But bone broth actually has collagen in it. Okay. So it's pulled from, you actually put like the chicken bone, um, in the water as you were creating this broth. Um, and it has a, because of the, the collagen inside the bones, it has a higher amount of protein. So, um, bone broth is a great alternative to something like regular broth or stock. And if you really enjoy, um, like soybeans, edamame is a fantastic option. Okay. You don't have to have all the vegetarian soy kind of products, but edamame is a super easy one. You can buy it already. Most of the time it's going to be frozen. Um, and a lot of times you can get it already peeled and it's a super easy, just green kind of bright green colored bean, um, full of protein contains all of your essential amino acids and you can cook with it, or you can just thaw it, let it come to room temperature and add it to the tops of things like salads. You can add it into stir fries. There's so many fantastic ways that you can use edamame. You can even pop it in the oven with something like a little bit of salt or pepper or garlic or Parmesan cheese and eat them almost like you do popcorn. They are delicious. All right. And let's move on. I'm going to give you the last tip and then I'll give you a quick recap of all six. So the last one, this is probably not new for a lot of you, but the way this adds up is absolutely insane. And so I'm going to share the number differences here. Number six buy the store brand. Now I feel like I can um, almost see, or like there's so many of you that are probably rolling your eyes right now going, Brittany, the store brand is just nothing like the, the regular brand. Like they don't taste the same. Okay. There are certain things that we always buy the regular brand in. However, there are so many stores that are making such fantastic um, store brand alternatives that can save you a ton of money. I'm going to give you a quick personal example um, of something that of a meal that we make at our home on a pretty regular basis. And I'm going to give you the math and show you how it adds up when we purchase like the, the store brand versus the name brand. Okay. So this meal example is for, I told you I love beans, but this one is for, um, quesadillas, like a chicken and veggie quesadilla with guacamole and tortilla chips. Now, I'm not going to give you the numbers for every single ingredient, but what I did to tabulate this is I um, I added up how much of the ingredient, how much it would cost me for um, enough to feed four people of that ingredient. So I priced it out. I looked at how much does the bag or the container cost and how much of that would I need in order to feed four of us. And so I did this as like a cost per serving. Okay. When it comes to four people in our family. Okay. We have two adults and two children for the sake of simplicity. I just gave everyone the same portion size just to make it simple. Okay. Also knowing that, you know, my three-year-old is not going to eat as much as me or my husband, right? So 
for your family, if you have, you're feeding four people, the difference here was all, I mean, it was almost half the price. Okay. So for four tortillas, I'll give you the ingredients and then how much we would have spent for four tortillas. The, the store brand would have been a dollar seven versus name brand a dollar 75 for a pound of chicken to cook and shred to add. It would have been about $3 and 15 cents for the store brand five ninety six for the name brand. Okay. Almost twice as much for about four cups worth of cooked veggies. So about a half a cup or so, um, per person, one, like one cup per person. And then it cooks down to about half a cup would have been about a dollar 47. The name brand or like the, the popular brand of frozen. This was, this was for, um, like bell peppers, onions, those kind of veggie mix, $2 and 45 cents. So about a dollar more for black beans, because we like to include black beans as part of our chicken and veggie uh, quesadillas. It would have been 45 cents for all of us for the store brand, 81 cents for the name brand. Guacamole to have a couple of tablespoons a piece to dip or to spread on top, about $1.49 store brand, 203 name brand. And the last ingredient here, I don't know why the, the huge difference on this one, but for enough tortilla chips for four of us, it would have been about $1.18 for the store brand versus $3.50. For the name brand, that is three times, almost three times as much, or right about three times as much. So the total here ended up being eight dollars and eighty-one cents for the store brand, and that is insane. Think about if you were, if I was going to go out and eat in a Mexican restaurant, it would cost me at least eight to ten dollars just for a basic entree, like for the lunch menu. Okay, but eight eighty-one fed four of us for our our quesadilla, our um, our hearty quesadilla with protein and veggies and all of the delicious ingredients, but 881 to feed all four of us. Okay. So even, even with the, if I had purchased all of the name brand or more recognized brands, we would have spent 1650. Okay. So that is almost twice as much, but even 1650 way less than eating out. Now I do enjoy eating out and I am not saying this to try to convince you, you shouldn't eat out. But when you're looking at reducing your budget and still being able to eat a nourishing meal, cooking at home can save you tons and tons of money. Okay. But look at this difference, 881 versus 1650. I saved $7.69 just on this one meal. That is 46.6% savings by purchasing store brand ingredients. Now think about if you were to expand that to all of the ingredients that you buy at a time. If you have a weekly grocery budget of $200, right? Or $300 or a hundred, whatever it is for simple math, let's just say $200. You could get almost twice as much of a lot of your ingredients for about the same price as if you, you might spend $350 or $375 for that same amount of groceries with all the name brand items. So this can be an absolutely huge savings. Um, I have even more on this inside of the Better Nutrition on a Budget Grocery Guide that you guys, again, as a reminder, can download for free all month long in August, but it is especially helpful to go with this episode. So let me give you a quick recap of these six um, money-saving nutrition tips. Number one, shop your kitchen first in order to reduce food waste. Number two, Check out your local grocery store ad for sales and coupons before shopping. Number three, 
Don't avoid the aisles. Number four, choose in-season produce when you are looking for fresh items. Um, Number five, make some meatless meals. And number six, buy the store brand. So like I said, you can snag tons of bonus money-saving tips inside the Better Nutrition on a Budget Guide. Um, And this, I have newly updated this. It is typically only available for my paying clients who are attending something like a grocery store tour or we're, we're meeting in person for an experiential session. But I'm making it available to you just for the month of August at no cost. So grab it now while it's free. You can head to brittanybraswellrd.com slash JFE33. That's JFE for Joyfield Eater 33. And if you found this episode helpful and you're enjoying our general nutrition series, then it would mean the world to me if you take a second to leave the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It is the absolute best way that you can support the show so that we can continue bringing on bigger and better guests to serve you here week in and week out. Go grab that better nutrition on a budget guide right now at brittanybraswellrd.com slash JFE33 and then join me back here next week on Tuesday for another episode of our general nutrition series all month long. So until next week, friend, may you be filled with joy and abound in hope.